happy hour with M and Jazz. Today, we want to take a step back and talk about our journeys through university so far from a more realistic approach, you might say. Behind all the fun lies one of the most important parts of this experience, the learning. No matter how well you got by in high school, university is always a bit of a shockwave when it comes to GPA, so having a guide is always a perk. Today, it's just Em and I as we reflect upon our learning and studying techniques and share some insight into being A-plus students while being able to enjoy a couple beers on the weekend. With oncoming careers, it's important that students take a look at their learning and how they want to set boundaries and expectations for their future. So grab a drink, because we'll be here for a while. down to business. Grades and a GPA. Grade point average for all of you guys who don't know what that stands for or don't care about it at all. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that that's one of the main focuses going into university is grades, hopefully for most people. And I think that it is a massive step from high school into university to be going from a completely different grade system as well as way harder assignments and more assignments too. Yeah, for sure. Like, I guess when you consider it in high school, there's no really such thing as like being on academic probation or certain things like that. But when you come to university, for those who um, like have been in university or have like heard the term academic probation means you have a 2.0, right? Which is like on a 4.0 scale is half. I guess, right? So, and at MRU, we are pretty lucky to have a pretty easy scale um, in our grades. Like anything above an 85 is an A, which is like crazy. Like, cause when you compare it to like schools like U of A and stuff, like there's no way some of these schools would be doing the same thing, but knock on wood, like MRU, shout out to you. Like, we don't want you to change it. But uh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, well, it's funny comparing it to as well to different universities, because I know I have a friend from UBC and he always talks about how difficult it is getting a really good grade at UBC. And it's like their their grading system is a bit harder, probably, but it really does depend on the university as well. Yeah, completely. Like we said, it is a big transition. And I think one of the big things we like to talk about is our grades and I know like some of us are more competitive and not really with other people like I'd say like I'm more competitive with myself more than anyone you know in comparison to my grades but I feel like it really does matter but at the same time it doesn't what do you think about that yeah there's the saying you know C's get degrees let me say that again C's get degrees and it is true you know the the better you do, I mean, it opens up a lot more opportunities for you. So it is important to focus on your grades. But at the end of the day, that one general education class that you're taking, if you get a C in it, really, it's not going to be the end of the world. Honestly, I think, though, I definitely spent a night crying over a 60 for sure. 
you know, first assignment, thought I did super well on it, handed it in, got my grade back and spent the rest of the night getting super drunk because of it. And I was like, where did I go wrong? Especially after high school, you just, the shock is so, so, I don't know, shocking. (laughs) Yeah, I think another thing is like when you said, where do I go wrong or where did I go wrong? you have to kind of realize like patterns you have to look back and inform yourself on the mistakes you made because if not you're not going to get better in regards to that i have a story um emma you were in my class i don't remember what comm class it was but it was the first semester of first year uni and we had this professor named steve olson i love you with my whole heart this professor made me who I was in first year, for sure. Um, I had it in my first essay to him, similar to Emma's story, and I got a 50% on it. So I most definitely cried, most definitely thought about dropping out, most definitely like FaceTimed my mom and was bawling. But instead of sitting there on my ass and not doing anything about it and probably getting another 50 on the next assignment, I emailed him, I made an appointment with him, and he, he agreed to sit down with me. I still have the piece of paper where he corrected this assignment like he like totally scribbled all over it like big red pen marks everywhere just absolutely roasting me and he said like this is wrong and this is you were taught this in high school but this is different and like all this stuff about academic writing and I handed my next assignment 90 the one after that 96 and I only went uphill from there so sometimes you have to take the loss but you have to make something out of it. I completely agree. Honestly, yeah, the 60 I got was also from Steve Olson. Agree with you completely. That man was a an absolute homie. That's the, that's all I can say about him. He was he he made me who I am as well today, but yeah, there are sometimes though where you will get professors that you don't enjoy and that is okay. It's just learning how to work around them yeah for sure like adapting and sometimes there's a language barrier sometimes like you're being taught a gen ed that you have no interest in like a general education class or an elective or whatever it may be like like i was literally first year in a freaking elective about microscopy okay and this professor definitely didn't like me definitely had in my assignment backs upside down with a four out of 10, but I took the L and I tried my best and I knew it was a math class and I wasn't going to do great in it anyways, but I got my grade up to a C and whatever, called it a day, right? And it's the one C that I have to this day and I hope it would just disappear off my fucking, what's it called? Your but transcript. transcript. <laughs> um, in regards to like good professors versus, I don't want to say bad, but maybe ones we don't enjoy like as much (laughs) um what would differentiate them in your opinion uh it really depends on communication first of all i think how professors communicate with their students and how they teach is very important i think when professors when they're very one track mind can be so difficult because you try and go outside the box and you really can't and i know that we for sure had some professors that just really make you feel like you can't do anything else except what they want. And it's really frustrating. I think there is like definitely an emphasis on the fact that 
every professor is different. They have different standards. They have different backgrounds. And like, if you look at a teacher or a professor who was once a microbiologist and tried to cure cancer versus a professor who was a journalist on Parliament Hill, these two professors are going to have completely different teaching strategies. They're going to have different standards of their students. Like, and that's the shitty thing is because like everyone works and succeeds in different ways and you have to kind of like adapt to that. And I think that goes even with like, that goes individually, but also in group projects with, which is incredible how many you do in university for, in comparison to high school, I honestly want to say I did more in university in my past two years of university than I did all of high school. I think that's another big thing you have to learn in university is group work because often group work is one of the biggest assignments in your university career, whatever class you're taking. And so I think if you're not used to using other people in your papers or helping other people out or having other people help you out, you do have to get used to the fact that you will have to be contacting other people and relying on other people to finish things. Oh, 100%. And there have been countless um, projects I've had in electives, especially with students who just could not give less of a crap about the assignments. And like, I just will never forget this one project I had in my entrepreneurship class. I was the only um, second year and everyone else was in their last semester of university. And no one knew how to do an annotated bibliography, including myself. Um, So I took it upon myself to find a reference that taught me how to do one and did the entire thing for the group. Um, I mean, we got a good grade on it, but I just don't understand how it is so hard to just take something that you don't know and learn it, in my opinion. Oh, the shittiest things are references. I will say that too. References are the worst. Do not leave them to the last hour unless you have another big tip. Use a site. Don't do them handout. Like I did them all handwritten first year. Me too. Emma and I always talk about this. We had no idea that Citation Machine existed. Shout out to them. Sponsor us, please. Because honestly, (laughs) we spend hours on there just watching those ads. I should probably get a membership by now. I know, me too. I think about that a lot. I'm like, you know, I'm on there so much. But yeah, honestly, use a site. And if you don't know, the website, uh, the library website for your university has them. Learn citations. It is hell if you don't know them. You will have like three pages of citations sometimes for certain documents. So yeah. And certain professors just have no remorse. Like if you don't know how to do it, that's a fail. And that's no exaggeration. Um, I guess if we go back and kind of talk about the professor thing, and I guess we're pretty fortunate to go to a school where our classes aren't 300 kids in a lecture hall, which some days I wish they were, but some days, most days, I'd say I'm appreciative of that. But I had this one professor, and he I think he's retiring, but Paul Coates, one of the journalism stu- er, professors at MRU, actually taught me and our producer Charlotte how to two-step during one of our lunch breaks one day and that was like one thing that I will like always remember 
like from my university experience i'd say is this one professor because he like would take the time to like talk to you and like know more about you and like we talked we told him we didn't know how to two-step so he like took us down to the um photo studio at mru and played some music and taught us how to two-step and sometimes you're fortunate enough to like have these relationships that you may need in the future that may most definitely benefit you when you need a reference letter so i'd say that one of the biggest things i've taken away from university is to make an effort to know your professors and even just like introduce yourself put know like make your name known and you know what i mean i know i <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> i completely agree with you and also not just your professors but make friends in your classes it is so nice to have friends in classes. I remember like first semester, second year, when COVID was happening, I had this class and it was just a gen ed that I didn't know anyone going into it. And I was, honestly, I was just there just because it seemed pretty easy. And then we had to do the majority of our work in group work. And here it is. Yeah, the group work. We had to do the majority of it in group work. And I knew nobody. So I just signed up in this ran random group. And shout out, I don't think they're ever going to listen to this, but Hanson and uh, Brian, love the two of you. You made my first semester. Honestly, they were so funny. We just played Among Us in class all the time, which was really funny. And we would just text and another thing is you know with one of our journalism classes in the morning we would just text all morning in the class and that sounds so awful but it's so nice to have people just to talk to and just to make jokes with and stuff i know that we all would have a good laugh each wednesday 8 a.m <laughs> i'm like grinning thinking about this right now because i just know some of these people like we will be friends with until the day we are out of university. You know what I mean? Like we bonded. It's like, you, no one wants to go to an eight 30 lecture, especially when it's online and you can do it from your bed, which shout out COVID. Like we did that. And we all got passed with flying colors. I'd like to say, I think I can speak on behalf of all of Brock's boys. <laughs> I would like to shout Jasmine out for that class. Honestly would not have survived if she did not give everybody her notes she was like here you guys go like i made this review it's like 10 pages all of us are like yeah we haven't paid attention the entire time so funny love that group chat love you guys shout out if you yeah. know you know <laughs> sending our love little kisses i guess that kind of like leads us into maintaining a balance with your relationship with school I think it is so important. Like, it, you know me. Anyone who knows me knows that when I do school, I do school. But there is nothing more important than taking breaks. And so I think we'd like to maybe shed some light on um, maintaining grades, balance, and give you some tips on, like, productivity, attention, and procrastination, all this stuff related to studying and school and I mean, we're pretty smart, we like to think. So maybe we can share some advice. Just bring some light on the subject, you know? We're just two brilliant girls here. But uh, I would definitely say that your study method and your homework method is a lot better than mine. 
Jasmine is very on it. Whenever she gets an assignment, she has everything written out and just like has it all planned out three weeks in advance. I'm someone who procrastinates and two days in advance, she'll text me and she'll be like, how's your story coming? And I'll be like, I haven't started. She's like, what? So yeah, I definitely say start more in advance unless you really work well under pressure. Yeah. Okay. Step one, plan ahead. That's our first tip. I'm always, I think that from the second you get your course syllabus, highlight those dates, put them in a calendar, write them in a notebook, whatever your strategy is, have it laid out so you know the deadline and you know your time frame. That would be one of the most, like I live by my computer calendar. If like if you've seen my computer like holy this calendar is my holy grail if someone took it away from me i don't know what i would do so you're one of the most in your phone and yeah yeah well you're one of the most organized people i know i just every time we hang out i see all your notes and they're like color-coded and stuff and they're super nice and then i see your calendar and i'm always like wow that is what i aspire to be so plan ahead also sorry you go Also, I would just recommend in terms of balance, like take a day off. Don't, if you can fit it into your schedule, try and do just four days a week of classes and then have like a three day break. Yes. I've never had a full class, like full week of classes. And I don't want to imagine the mental breakdowns I would be having if I didn't have a week or a day off. Um, I guess another thing in regards to like taking a break is One of the things I like to do is take short breaks like during my studying. And I I think people tell you this from the second year in junior high, but it is so important to just like set a timer on your phone, go get a snack, take a power nap, go for a walk, take a shower. Like you need to stay. Come. Oh my God. I just started speaking French. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) No way. Um, (laughs) Um. you do need to stay aware of how much time you're sitting in front of your computer or sitting in the library or whatever the heck you may be doing. And I think step two for me is taking the breaks, but step three is the fact that do not disturb is my best friend. Like sometimes it sucks to see your phone blowing up or the notifications popping up on your computer, but you have to ignore it. And sometimes the best thing to do is just turn that shit off. Honestly, no, I completely agree with you. Honestly, you know how awful I've become at answering just because I turned off, I've turned off my Snapchat notifications because I work and I will not answer. If I answer you once a day, you're considered like a lucky person kind of thing. So it's, it sucks, but you get really used to it. And it is such a good trick for studying. It's just turning it off or putting it upstairs or putting it somewhere where you're not going to touch it. Otherwise, you just start, I find myself that I go on it nonstop if it's right beside me. Absolutely. And especially during online school. And I know like for me, I have three classes in person next semester, but I still have two online. And for me, just going on my phone during online school was like a big, big distraction. Like I'm not one to sit in class on my phone. Well, I mean, I'll I'll text my friends off my computer, but like my like literal like kryptonite during um COVID like was like TikTok. Like I would just sit and scroll on TikTok or like scroll on Instagram and like just because I didn't want to be like staring at my computer and staring at a stupid online presentation. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Usually during classes, online classes, I would be on my phone nonstop. But in person, I feel like I'd put it away a fair amount. Uh, so I think phone away is kind of a good policy. I'd also say if you're going into certain classes, another big thing is read, rate my prof. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The reviews on there are accurate most of the time. Yeah, there'll be one or two that are off, so ignore those unless they're uh, extremely terrible. I had a prof first semester of first year, and I hated her, and I didn't know why she was so awful. And then someone told me to go on to rate my prof and see all my prof's ratings, which I had never kind of known about. And then I checked, and she had a one-star review. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense of why I hate her, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that like you can't put all your eggs in one basket and say I'm not going to take this class because of this one review but I do think it'll give you a good idea of if this class may be worth it or not and it kind of describes like teaching style and certain things like that and also just talking to other people like hey what electives did you take or what prof did you have for this class and just I know us and our friend groups like we have done that and it has helped us for sure. Oh, 100%. I think, too, it's it's funny because you can find the Rate My Prof professors from other universities. So they'll be at MRU currently, but they'll be rated at other universities. So I feel like we all kind of are like the FBI when we're searching for them. You know, we're all texting each other. We're like, do you know this prof? Do you know where they're we from? <laughs> we don't stalk guys we're seeing. We stalk our professors. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what are they doing right now? Where are they going to go? Oh, my God. Um, I think also another thing, I mean, I don't want to sound all over the place here, but we are all kind of talking into the same realm of productivity, I guess. And I think one thing in regards to how to stay focused and managing school for me is focusing on one class or like one assignment at a time. That's how I found myself to be successful. Like, I will say by this date, I will be done this assignment and I'm going to start this one. Like, I mean, I'm so type A, like I doubt a lot of people, like probably a lot of people do this, but I know a lot of people don't. But for me, I will literally say I plan out every single week, Monday to Friday. And I say this day, I'm going to start this assignment. I'm going to do this first paragraph of this essay. Then I'm going to do this assignment. And I'm not saying you can't work on multiple assignments a day. But maybe during the first like half of your day, work on one class and then, okay, check. You know what I mean? So I think that's another big thing is like rather than being like, oh, shit, I have to write an essay, but I also have to do this and I also have to do this. And oh, I got to go walk my dog and I got to work out like for me, like planning things in regards to assignments like is a big help. I agree with you. I think what I do in terms, I don't do one task at a time because I find if I focus on a task too long, then it kills my brain. So what I'll do is I'll have one of the big tasks that I have set out that I want to do first, and then I'll put some of the smaller tasks for other classes in so that when I do get bored of doing that very long task, I can go and do those smaller ones and it feels like I still am checking things off the list. Uh, but I am a very big pr procrastinator. I will say that a hundred percent. So I am also not the best person to be getting advice for that from. But I have gotten better. I have gotten better. I will say that. 
Yeah, Emma, you're making yourself sound horrible right now. Emma has come through with a lot of help in school. And that's why I think it's just important to like talk to your peers. And maybe Emma has a strength in proofreading. Or maybe Emma has a strength in planning essays. And maybe I have a strength in video making like that's a complete <laughs> lie that was the exact jasmine opposite. you're definitely the note taking <laughs> like you got all these like, like planning essay oh jasmine that's you <laughs> you're like the perfect uh, planner hypothetically it's just important to learn each other's strengths and weaknesses so you can kind of lean and help each other out like we actually had this we were in this law class and we had to write two essays as our finals for this class and me and Emma were absolutely up to our necks in school we were not doing okay also both had just gotten our COVID shots so just absolutely wrecked and we were attempting to write these essays and one night we stayed up really late and we just we were we were hysterical because we had been writing these two freaking essays for so long i went and shotgunned a rock star in the shower in the middle of this essay thing yeah seriously me and emma stayed up read our essays out loud to each other okay taking a thousand word essays two of them read them out loud like the history of music is about this like seriously the most dead information you could ever listen to but we sat there and we helped each other out and it was worth it except emma got a better grade i just i don't know even i don't even know what happened there like i really suck at law too so the that class was like when i sent in my um when I sent in my first essay to him i just remember getting i just don't think brooks ever gave below an 80 though I'm trying to make excuses, but I don't think Brooks uh, usually gave a loan Wrong! I got a 76 on one of those finals. Do you not remember that? Oh, I got a 70 on one of those at one point, too. Yeah, didn't... So, okay, me and Emma, this is the fucked thing. We both thought we did so good on one, and we're like, oh, the other one's mediocre. The other one I wrote in a day. Do you remember that? I spent yes. a week writing the first one, and the second one I wrote in a day. We had the exact same problem. I got a 96 on the second one, and I got a 76 on the first one. That I will... make sense. Exactly. I, I got, like, a 70-something on one of those ones, too. So don't even, like... Yeah, I think it was just because Brooks always gave us such high marks that he had to throw a 70 in there somewhere to <laughs> knock us down a little bit. Oh, I think another big thing before we end off is, like, don't be afraid to, like, cor- not correct your profs, but if you do find, like, something when you're, like, you don't understand one of your grades or... Like, you're not being a kiss-ass just going up to your teacher and asking what you did wrong or asking how you can improve or saying, hey, I think this is graded wrong because I know we've both been through that in various classes and we've kind of compared exams or, like, afterwards, of course, and kind of been like, oh, what'd you put for this and what'd you put for this? And it ended up, like, being graded wrong, but both of us thought we were just, like, stupid or something. You know what I mean? One of our profs regraded our assignment three times. It was our midterm three times because he graded it wrong. He got it back to us literally five hours after we did the test. And he had so many mistakes in the test itself for second of all in his corrections. And we were all like, listen, we would rather not get it back today if you're going to be making all these mistakes. <laughs> 
mistakes in your marking. Yeah, it was that was that was really brutal because all of us were getting like literal different answers. We're all looking at it like absolutely confused. I guess in regards to school and grades, it is important. It is extremely important to care about your grades. But I often need to remind myself personally that not everything is about getting a 4.0 or getting honors or whatever. As good as it may feel and as many doors as it may open, you also need to set yourself apart in other ways. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, also, there are times where you're going to go through shit and you can't do your best and you feel like it's the end of the world because it feels like there's so much pressure on you that you're going to explode. And that's okay. If that happens, go talk to a therapist at the school. They offer them or you can just talk to your friends, talk to your profs. They're really understanding it. And at the end of the day, if you get a bad grade, it's okay. Chalk it up to experience. <laughs> Absolutely. This is 100% guaranteed, has happened, approved. Yes. Yeah. You will get a shitty grade. You will cry about it, but you will get out of that hole. We promise. It is okay if you need to go drink. It is okay if you need to go meet some random people and make some new best friends and you know, do whatever you need to to let go that night, be safe, but you will get a shitty grade and you will feel like the world is ending and that is okay. It is okay. You'll survive. Yeah, just pick up where you left off and you'll be fine. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I'm Jasmine Krawcheck. And I'm Emma Boyne. This episode was produced by Charlotte Holmes. Our show theme is from DJ Diamond Dash. Thanks for tuning in. Join us soon for another episode of Happy Hour. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>